0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lady Charm's Live, the podcast for frank and honest discussion where people share real-life stories. Happy New Year to all my listeners and welcome to 2021. I know it's the 31st day of the new year. I'm not sure at what point in the new year we stop saying Happy New Year, but pardon me if we get to February and I'm still saying Happy New Year because... I am indeed grateful to have made it over into this new year. 2020, as we know, was, was a challenging year, it was tough. So much happened during the past year and many lives were lost due to COVID-19 and otherwise. So for us to be here today is, is really indeed a privilege and we should be grateful. For the last three episodes of Lady Charm's Live last year, we heard stories of pain and passion and purpose from Tara, Rochelle and Ashley. Now, this time around, we will shift focus and delve deeper into COVID-19 and our mental health. And I know my listeners might be wondering, why Charm's coming with COVID-19? Now, i of COVID. We hear so much about COVID. We're bombarded by COVID news. But the reality is this, that COVID is now a part of our lives. It's not going anywhere. We just have to live with it. So it makes sense. We we speak openly about it. And since the birth of COVID-19, we have experienced separation of families, failed relationships, national curfews, the annoying curfews that I hate so much, (laughs) loss of jobs and household incomes. A shrinking economy and all of these things have led to extreme depression, resulting in a direct impact on our mental health. And that is the angle from which I want to take this discussion. The truth is we are in a new year, so it is important for us to have that mental clarity so as not to plunge ourselves into further emotional distress. So, on today's episode, I'm joined online by Associate Counseling Psychologist and founder of Stay Balanced Counseling Services, Janelle Reed. Now, Janelle has a wealth of experience in this field, and we will hear more from her further on. And in studio with me is psychology graduate and mental health coach, Miss Roxanne White. Welcome, ladies. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, thanks, and thank you for having me on your podcast today. I'm really excited to
0: share about
1: managing our mental health. Um, As you mentioned, this time that's not a part of us, it's
0: a part of us. So thank you for having me. All right, welcome, Roxanne. Now, mental health is a widely discussed topic, and to the ordinary man, when you mention mental health, the common man will say, oh, I'm mad people, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's more than that. I mean, you have several facets of the whole mental health topic, ranging from grief and loss, trauma, substance abuse, and OCD. The main one though is depression. And depression is not only just common in persons who express signs of sadness, But persons who are jovial and communicate openly Mm -hmm. to are depressed. And I speak from my own experience. I went through my phase of depression when I was grieving the loss of my mother. And in our culture, persons with mental health issues are often ridiculed and seen as weak when they seek help. I remember when (laughs) I was going through my phase... And somebody openly said to me, yeah, go counselling. Now oh, the mad people go counselling. <laughs> like, I just felt out of place. And then I thought that's when I started looking more deeply into the issue of mental health and engaging in therapy and counselling. But Janelle, I want to throw it out to you. Janelle can go first and then Roxanne can okay. pick up. How does one acknowledge that they need Professional help with mental issues, and how do they proceed to seek this this help? All
1: right. So the first thing I like to say to that or tell clients is that you are the expert in your life. So you mm-hmm. know when you're into your ups, your downs, your highs or lows. You know when things are kind of off balance, right? Mm-hmm. And there might be a period of time where it's ex- extended, it's going for longer than um, usual for some of the self-help things that you might do to help yourself in that moment, they may not be working anymore mm-hmm. and so when that might be happening, then you may want to consider what other options are there for can I talk to um, a friend or a family member because the reality is sometimes before we reach out to the professionals. We try to help ourselves. If that's not working, we might consult with a friend or a trusted friend or family member. And then beyond that, um, sometimes a friend or family member may say maybe it might be helpful to get some professional help. And from that point, you may want to check in with your doctor if you're not sure where to begin, how mm-hmm. to find the right person. You may want to check in with your doctor um, medical doctor, you may want to do a Google search, uh, you may also want to check in with your HR. I, I always tell scientists yes. um, as well, sometimes some companies have an employee assistance yes. program yes. Mm-hmm. to
0: mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. HR
1: mm-hmm. where you can get assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's knowing that you are the scientist in your life, you are the expert, you know when things are off, you know when Extended and know that you're no longer able to manage or cope with your own strategies, and then the next
0: step is getting some professional getting some, help. some professional help. Great, and I'm glad you mentioned the employee assistance program because that is how I benefited from therapy when I lost my mom in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was my well after the ah. burial, I realized that things that I normally enjoyed doing, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy them anymore, and. I became a bit withdrawn and it was my boss at the time who picked it up and I was referred to HR through the employee assistance program. And it was through them that I got the therapy through Mm, family life ministries. I think I did about five sessions and and it really helped. So Roxanne, would you like to add to what Janelle has said? Well, Janelle... Did pretty
2: much cover it, but I think the, the point that she made that I really want to jump on is the whole idea that you are the expert in your life. Yes, I like that key point they, too. Sometimes, well, in my case, in my, in my when I became aware that something was off with me, I wasn't necessarily sure it was depression per se, because I had already developed this habit of constantly being in my head. So sometimes I was thinking that something is more than it actually is. So when I was reaching out, I kept on, I said to my friend, like, I, th- I feel like something is off, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is. And I would constantly be saying that to different persons. And I remember saying it to my mother and she said, well, you've been through a lot of stuff, so I think it would be helpful to actually get some counseling. Mm -hmm. And she was one of the first persons to initiate that process for me because I was a child. I just knew that something felt off, but I couldn't really put a finger Finger on on, it to to say exactly what it was.
0: But what are the main causes, though, of depression? I want both of you to just speak briefly on the signs, the symptoms, and the effects of mental health disorders.
2: Okay, so I'm going to take that. So with the things that cause depression, it can be a variety of things. For some persons, it's a genetic thing. So persons in their family, there's like like a history of mental health challenges. It could be that persons have experienced traumatic experiences. There are persons who have encountered a major change, whether it is that they graduated from school, which throws off their... Their process, or they lost a friend, mm. or something along that line. So, those are things. If you're taking medications for particular physical illnesses, those can result in depression because it changes the chemicals or the, the hormone inputs in your body. So, those are some of the things that causes depression in terms of the signs of depression that you can look out for like you mentioned in your own experience you found that you were losing interest in the things that Mm -hmm. you previously enjoyed for some persons there are these wild changes in appetite so one minute you're eating too much or you're not eating at all and that causes the fluctuation in weight so that's something that You can look into. You're having trouble sleeping. So it's either that you're not sleeping at all or you're sleeping Sleeping too 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 much. And you're having problems concentrating. Um, for some persons, there's yeah, this... Yeah, I
0: experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: for some persons, there's almost this invasive thought of mm-hmm.
0: dying or thinking that the world would be or better Or short off. attention span. Yeah, One minute yeah. you're here and the next minute you just lose focus of what you were yeah, doing. Yeah, and you find
2: yourself struggling, struggling with doing some of the simplest, simplest things, things that were normally okay for mm-hmm. you. Okay. Janelle, you
0: want to add to that?
2: Um, I think that she covered everything,
1: but I... um. One of the things that I like to zoom in on is some sense of hopelessness. Um, and going back to what she mentioned about, or what you said, not being, um, not finding of joy in some of the things that you used to do before, and the moment you begin to recognize that, you may begin to track where, where might this be coming. Um, right is it as you mentioned the loss of somebody did I go through a traumatic experience mm. could it be the medication as well side effects um, of medication what might be triggering this um, and then again going back to the beginning what's my next step so I think she covered it well with all of the um, symptoms and signs what to look out for and of course um, adding for the time period because I could lose appetite today and then jump up and say I'm depressed, but it has to be for at least two weeks,
0: oh. right, or
1: more. It's a time but frame. Good. Right. There's also a time factor on it, um, and so that sense of recording as well, noticing mm-hmm. if it's happening today, two days, three days, etc. So it's not a matter
0: of, I just wake up this morning. Because as humans, we are made to show Mm -hmm. emotion. So it's not a case where, oh, I just wake up this morning, I'm going to feel depressed, I'm going to feel sad. (laughs) And then you just go on the next day to do (laughs) what you normally... It has to be for an extended period. But let me zone in though. Is it the same for children? Are the signs the same? The causes the same? How can parents tell when their children are are depressed and what can parents do about this? Because usually, you know, it's adults most of the times that experience depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. But- children do experience the same and we tend to leave them all like I have nothing ah. to the depressed about mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um well to be honest the but in children you
1: want to look out for a little bit of the change in appetite so you might notice that um if your child has eaten a lot might not be eating a lot or eating a little bit might be eating a lot more um, with children, you mostly look out for the change in their behavior. So eating habits, mm-hmm. um, probably sleeping habits. Are you having a hard time falling asleep? Are you waking up throughout the night you can't fall asleep? Um, as well as, um, like, some sense of worry, you know? So, you know, sometimes if you have a child that's very jovial and happy and, play mm-hmm. with others and engaging, and now you notice that's not happening any, anymore. Um, something might be wrong. What's going on here? And again, we want to consider this time frame. How long is this happening for? Because if it's something where you notice and you can speak to the child about it, what's going on? I'm noticing um, that you're not as interactive with us in the household as you usually are, etc. then they may open up and share and that's a one-time thing but then you notice it's happening again so it's probably a bit of a red flag what's going on here um and what is my next step and i think for children as well it might be very helpful to get the pediatrician involved prior to um directly going into mental health services Mm -hmm. Because it could be something else. And we want to rule out anything that could be um, medical. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, the doctor, the pediatrician may refer them for psychological services.
0: That's an excellent Mm -hmm. point because I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, you'd involve the pediatrician first just to get the medical perspective out of the way. Now... Zoning in, though, for last year, COVID had us on the lockdown for the most parts of the year. And we saw couples being forced to work from home. Hey, And I tell you, having to deal with each other in the same space, you know, uh. tends to add value or not add value, so to speak. Uh. So what sort of effect does seeing your partner in a different light have on one's mental health? You're stuck at home. Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday, having a partner in the same space, they're doing things differently. How does that affect or what sort of effect does that have on your mental health? I see, as, well, he, as he and <laughs> wants to
2: go. <laughs> well, well I,
0: I I don't, I don't have a partner, but by
2: observing my parents, there are some things that I noticed that brought this, whole, when I saw the question, I laughed. I personally feel that it's not, necessarily that they're behaving differently from they normally do. Mind you, they do behave differently because, you know, COVID has had an impact on everybody. Mm -hmm. But what I've been seeing across the board, whether it's my parents or friends or otherwise, is persons are now in a position where they cannot run away from Mm -hmm. the things that they... they (laughs) So they always had this issue... Mm-hmm. But it wasn't being addressed. Stand so they could escape it, no. and go to work. They go. could go out with friends. They could mm-hmm. do all these different things. But no, but curfew no come. curfew, <laughs> lockdown, all manner things happen. Yeah. And now you are standing face to, to face with, with, the, with the reality of the situation. And the thing is, some persons are not in a space where they are ready to deal with these mm-hmm. issues. Um, Unfortunately, the communication between a lot of spouses, partners, the communication is at a certain level, but it has not gone beyond. Mm -hmm. Some persons have unhealthy ways of coping. They don't necessarily understand each other's communication style, languages, love languages. So everything is just coming to the fore now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is causing a lot of the problem. Janelle,
0: <laughs> what says
2: you? So,
1: <laughs> I have a bit of a different
2: spin on
1: that. Um, in different, in different aspects, I, I like to look for the positive before the negative. And if I am home with my partner, noticing how they may be acting throughout the day as it relates to so, um, managing work-related stress, managing home-related stress, as in addition to this. Um, I didn't hear any mix of school and homeschooling thrown into um, this part of how you've seen your, your partner um, navigating the day, mm-hmm. in addition to if there are children involved, how am I seeing the partner deal with the children as it relates to school and virtual schooling, etc. Um, and as Roxanne rightly mentioned, this all of this is Something new, so it is going to trigger our stress. Um, it's going to activate our, our stress levels and how we're responding to it. So, if I might see my partner showing empathy and compassion throughout um, throughout the day towards the, the team that he or she might be leading, I am going to validate them and compliment them, pick them up at the end of the day, and say, you know, I noticed I wasn't really being smooth here or whatever, but I noticed that. Um, you did this today for that employer, like the way that you handle this, etc. Um, or consider on the flip side of that, noticing how stressful or anxious your partner might be as it relates to work, working from home. Um, how might you be able to be supportive to that person as it relates to maybe the meal prep, maybe the chores, Mm-hmm. Um, offering a listening ear or going back to Roxanne mentioned something about noticing more more um, indulgence in using substances to cope, etc. Mm-hmm. Saying something about it and, you know, I, I'm noticing this, maybe you might want to consider um, what's happening for you, the possibility of seeking additional help because sometimes too in our culture I find that um, Having two or more drinks per day, that that I'm sorry, not sitting on this topic, is I'm not seen as an alcoholic or I'm not seen as dependent on alcohol. When the truth is, anything beyond um, two drinks, depending on your your body weight, Mm -hmm. etc., you're now jumping into that sense of overindulgence and dependency, right? Um, So, from that standpoint, Complimenting if you're seeing the positive and if you're seeing the negative, how can I help to be more supportive? Now the last point I'd like to make to that is that if something bothers you, if you see something as you said, no, I'm I'm directly faced to this, I have to um, take it on, you have the, the choice to say something about it and consider how we might be able to work together to fix it. Um but then you also have, in making that choice, you also have to recognize that it may not go in my table and deciding what is in your control and what is not in your control. That
0: well is. said, Janelle. Well said. I'm so happy that I brought you on, <laughs> the expert, to just delve deeper into this topic. Now, listeners, you have been tuning into episode four of Lady Charm's Live, where we're discussing keeping your mental health in check during COVID-19. We'll go for a short break, and when we return, we'll hear more from Roxanne and Janelle. Stay tuned. Are you searching for fast, efficient, and reliable housekeeping and essential services at affordable rates? Look no further. Contact Helpmates Housekeeping and Essential Services. We offer trained, honest, and competent staff to take the hassle out of your day. Services include residential and commercial cleaning, event cleaning, chemical sales, babysitting and childcare, chartered transport services, errands, plus much more. Visit us at Shop Number 9, Q Plaza, opposite JPS, Villa Road, Mandeville. Call us at 337-8872 or email helpmatesja at gmail.com. Helpmates, a helping hand when you need it most. Are you struggling to become an effective communicator? Let Noreen Daly, the communications specialist, get you there. Services include communications consultancy, one-on-one coaching, public speaking and debate training, leadership and team-building sessions, plus much more. Visit noreendaily.com for more info. Noreen Daly, redefining the way you communicate. Welcome back to Lady Charms Live. We've been having a conversation on mental health during a pandemic, and I most extend gratitude to my guests, Janelle Reed and Roxanne White. We are now in the final segment, and during the last couple of minutes, our experts took us through a journey on mental health during a pandemic, and we will continue the discussion. Where we left off, we... We're talking about couples and their mental health while working from home, but we want to touch now. And the single people, offer some advice to my single people who have been forced to work from home during the lockdown and having to cope with the stress of loneliness. You know that single people sometimes tend to use work as a getaway. You get up every morning, you go through your routine, you get to work, you do your nine to five, you come home, probably grab something to eat, watch TV, and you go to bed. So you're really not feeling that sense of loneliness because you're occupied otherwise. But now COVID-19 and government say stay home. Mm-hmm. How does a single person cope with the stress of loneliness? <laughs> As a single
2: person. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking from experience. <laughs> As a single person, I I've had mixed experiences during this mm-hmm. time. Cause I must confess that at a point in time I was guilty of watching too much black love on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that has been very true for me at the same time was, is that I've been using this time to get to know myself. There you go. So because yeah. I've been doing that, I find that I feel the weight, and I put weight in quotes, mm-hmm. the weight of loneliness less. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole process of dating myself. And every day I find out something new or rediscover something that I would have lost touch off. When I initially became depressed, because you mentioned the fact that, you know, depression causes you to lose interest in Mm -hmm. things and all that. During this time, I have regained a lot of my love for myself and a lot of my love for other things. So I would advise persons to, yes, I know that you may feel lonely and it's very tempting sometimes to entertain a conversation with the ex who may sneak up into your (laughs) your your DMs (laughs) at this point in time. And you may end up reaching out to somebody just to try to minimize what you're feeling. But I say, take the time to rediscover rediscover yourself. Uh, Take the time to improve on yourself. Because the reality of the situation is, a lot of the times we are so focused on looking for... Mr. and Mrs. Wright, mm-hmm. but we are not we are not Mr. Or Mrs. Right. there you go. <laughs> so even if we did get that person because of toxic traits and mm-hmm. habits that we have, we would end up being Mrs. or Mr. Wrong mm-hmm. and creating that whole dynamic. So I think that's a way to deal with the
0: loneliness. Yeah. Finding self-love so that you can give that love you have to love yourself yeah, first. You so can't you can, give from empty. Yeah. <laughs> Janelle?
1: Um, to add to that, I, I like what Rosson said about getting to know yourself because sometimes we don't know who we are and I use this example all the time to, to tap into um, this point. If you've watched Runaway Bride and for every person she dated, she liked her eggs the same way that her partner liked his eggs and that wasn't truly her. So she um, basically took on the person or the role of the person or the life of the person without really and truly knowing, who am I? And it came to the last, um, the wedding that she ran away from last that we saw, where she sat down in front of probably 12 eggs, done 12 different ways to really and truly delve into, how do I really like myself, my eggs, sorry. What do I really like about myself? What um, can I fix or change? Um, and sometimes we even looking into our own stuff, using its time to look into our own stuff, because we all have stuff, as much as we have our titles, and um, everybody has stuff. including
0: yeah, we're these. all
1: humans. <laughs> right? And, and working through that, and also probably um, considering exactly what am I looking for in a person, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes we just, because of that sense of loneliness and the feeling of um, needing or wanting we jump into relationships that may not necessarily serve serve our values, Mm -hmm. who we are as our true selves. So, utilizing the time can be helpful and there is also a sense of People who are together, but they're single or separated by distance. Mm -hmm. So you might and that they would fall under that. So on the flip side, you might find that person who is, um, they're in a relationship actively, but because of distance, they're separated. Um, How would you advise them to cope or make suggestions of what that looks like? Keeping connected to the person, via um, we have so many things now, WhatsApp time Mm -hmm. Um, um, google
0: meets everything
1: um, you know so keeping that sense of connection is is helpful but also continuing to work on yourself just the same um i think that those are some helpful
0: points for single single people people. it's just about rediscovering yourself finding that self-love taking the time to do things that you enjoy being happy within your own self and then you'll be able to cope but for introverts now before COVID you know introverted people are always to themselves you know staying in but now COVID-19 has forced them not by choice but yeah you have to what sort of encouragement would you give to both introverts as well as senior citizens. And I'm really concerned too about the seniors, you know, senior people they tend to meet up with their friends at the doctor. And mm-hmm. I can speak from experience with my grandmother when they're out, you know, going to church, that is what they look forward to mm-hmm. going to church, going to their doctor's appointment, their senior citizens meetings. But now. no, You're told they're told that okay, you have to stay home if you're 65 and over. So those persons now are forced into a whole different realm of everything that's going on. How do these people then cope? Do you have like any words of encouragement for both introverts and senior citizens? Maybe Roxanne can't, maybe Janelle can take introverts and Roxanne can take seniors.
2: Okay, so as it relates to the seniors, because my mother falls within that age group, that they advise to stay home. I say there are so many things that you want to do or you wanted to do when you were younger and you didn't have the time because you were working to take care of kids and all that. So it could be that you wanted to learn how to crochet, you wanted to learn how to sew, you wanted to start a little... Uh, backyard garden i'd say if you can if you have the energy to and you're able to those are some of the things you can do in terms of connecting as well you you have grandchildren children who are tech savvy you can call on your your children and grandchildren and ask them to help you make arrangements to connect with with other persons so you, you you and sister Ruth used to talk all the time. If Sister Ruth have a grandchild or somebody, they can somehow try to make an arrangement so you can still communicate with with Sister Ruth. Cause, and the reality is a lot of our seniors too are very tech savvy. So they use mm-hmm. the WhatsApp although... Unfortunately, sometimes a holy message messages.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're guilty of that every morning. In the devotion, yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. And forward this, sample. and yeah. forward that. But they
2: they can use those those channels as well. <laughs> um, Sister Mary, the overhouse, they can stand up, yeah. cross the fence, and still talk to Sister Mary. You don't have to go over to Sister Mary's house. So, like, those are some of the little things. I read your Bible if you're in if you are Christ- a, Christian yeah, a Christian and inclined to that, read your Bible. Pray, cause those things are constant. You can't do those things whether or not you got you go to church. Church or, yeah. church or not, you can't do those things. So some those are some of the little things I can think of. Mm.
0: And yeah. I like that the point that you touch on technology because that's the way the world is going now, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. We just have to embrace technology and get on board with it. And from me see my Uncle Eric use WhatsApp. Anybody can use yeah, WhatsApp. And I, think- <laughs> Uncle Eric, I know if he's listening to this, he's going to call me. But if Uncle Eric use WhatsApp, come on, people. Anybody can use WhatsApp. And I think, I
2: think a lot of seniors also need to remain open as well. Because for a very long time, my mother was resistant when, when we would say, Mommy, you need to learn mm-hmm, how to use no. these things. But mm-hmm. now she sees the importance. So I actually teach her an hour a day how to... Do get her own, the laptop. Mm-hmm. She has taught I taught her the basics of WhatsApp. She has now been messing around, making mm-hmm. mistakes, and teaching herself. Mm-hmm. So I also encourage them to
0: be open to, to the learning. to learning new stuff. All right. So Janelle for the introverts, know uh, Yes,
1: I want to just add one thing to what last said for seniors mm-hmm. um, and the technology and recognizing for them as well that um, they can stay connected on a global level. As they may have had friends that migrated, live abroad, friends or family, and that sense of disconnect being the pers- um, in person because of traveling, etc., um, we might have lost touch. But now, if we're able to have a weekly Zoom meeting and include those people mm-hmm. who have migrated or gone abroad, then we can get to reconnect and bond again. But that's um, something for the seniors. Um, that's something I see my dad do every week, actually, mm-hmm. with his mm-hmm. with his um, group of friends, right? And some are in the U.S., some are in other parishes Canada, of Jamaica, and every week, mm-hmm. but every Saturday at a certain time or Sunday, they're on Zoom and they're having um, their interactions there. Mm-hmm. As it relates to the introverts, I'm going to share my own experience. I... I somewhat consider myself an introvert, but sometimes being in this field, it can be it can pull a different side on you. And if I'm speaking to anybody out there, um, the impact of the pandemic has actually led me to grow as an introvert. I would probably have told you no to this podcast, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but if I must say, um, how much. The this time has pushed me into being more um, present in the media, whether it's on TV, on the radio, on social media. Um, So from that standpoint, probably looking at the, as I mentioned before, I am probably happy-go-lucky positive. I like to look at the positive first before the negative. What can I do today that might pull me out of my... Regular introvert behavior of not socializing or keeping to myself, um, and what might be beneath us, me being introverted, because for me it's anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fear of what people will think, what if I make a mistake, what if I do say the right thing. And I realized that we don't know everything, we can't know everything, and so. Done is better than perfect. Starting summer is better than continuing to um, do the same thing and expecting a different result. So for those of you listening who might be introverts, what is something that might cause a breakthrough for you that you could jump up and do right now today to begin to push you out of that comfort zone? Because that's really what it is, living in your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. coming out of that
0: lovely lovely janelle i when i read through your bio i saw where you use an integrated approach to counseling and psychotherapy using the emdr model i Like to learn, I don't have a clue what that (laughs) is, is and I would not end my podcast without because every day I want to learn something Mm -hmm. new. So, I would not end my podcast without finding out from you, the expert, what what exactly is is the EMDR model. All
1: right, so EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization processing, which basically is an approach to um reprocessing. Trauma is usually used, usually, but it can be used otherwise, and I'll share a little bit more. Usually used for persons who have experienced um, trauma, right? So whether it's what we call a simple trauma or a complex trauma. And what this modality does, because in the moment of trauma, what really happens in our brain is that the thinking part of our brain, the rational part of our brain, is basically shut because now we are in survival mode. Mm. My brain is registering a threat in front of me and I need to move away from this threat, fight this threat, whatever that might look like, right? Um, I and mean, in an actual traumatic experience, such as a fire, a natural disaster, um, war, Sexual assault, etc. All of those are traumatic experiences, and so in that moment, the rational part of the brain is shut down, and only the survival brain or the part that drives our emotions, are activated. And so, what happens in that moment is that the different things that happen in that experience are what we call fragmented or filed all over the place. If you can picture a filing cabinet, Mm -hmm. and the purpose of having a filing cabinet is to be able to have some sense of organization, things are probably alphabetically um, filed in that cabinet, and maybe in each alphabetical um, section, you have maybe chronological order. So there is some sense of order in that. Because of those two parts of my brain not speaking, um, things are signed all over the place and so I'm re-triggered by the, the event or re- I'm triggered and I'm re-experiencing some of the events my, my thoughts or cognitions about it um, are somewhat negative um, and also my actions about it are how I might be behaving, so I might be more withdrawn um, and we now want to reprocess the event, so it is not going to take away what has happened because what happened already happened. Mm-hmm. But it is now reprocessing how I see the event, how much this event has um, disturbed me, or the worst part of the event, uh, how much it has disturbed me, and I'm now kind of refiling in my brain, and. The, The modality of doing that is by utilizing what we call bilateral stimulation. So, stimulating the left and right side of the brain by tapping and following the singles in a left-to-right motion of the therapist. I use tapers or vibrators, so it, it, it vibrates left and right in the... The client's hand. Sometimes mm-hmm. they may hold it in their hands. Um, with children, I may put it in their shoes, in their mm-hmm. socks, um, just to be able to get that left and right, bilateral stimulation. Um, some some therapists may use a light, like a light bar, following the light. And now with online, um, there's an app that I use with like a, a, a red dot and. Um, asking the client, sharing the screen or sharing the the link with the client, and asking them to follow it. Um, and basically, what that is mimicking is the REM sleep cycle. I don't know if you know anything about no this. channel. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to do a whole podcast on this. One, I know. But, um, in in your sleep, you have REM sleep and non-REM. Sleep where so you go through the sleep cycle and in um, REM sleep is where you have rapid eye movement for the same bilateral stimulation. If you if you uh, ever are able to observe somebody sleeping, you actually see their, their eyes moving left to right. That's the same as the bilateral stimulation, um, helping them to reprocess some of those memories. But even people who have diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder one of the most common symptoms is trouble sleeping and some of that um, being able to process the event takes place in that stage of sleep but the fact that they may not be getting to that stage they might be sleeping but they're only in the non-rem stage where you're somewhat you're somewhat some sense of you have some sense of awareness Um, Very similar to like how you take a little power nap for your Mm -hmm. sleep but you can somewhat still hear things on the outside that's non-REM sleep. Um, And so being able to process the event that you somewhat eliminated because of your sleep pattern, sorry. Um, And then CMDR helps to somewhat regulate Mm -hmm. for integrate the parts in the beginning of explain this i shared that um it's filed all over in the brain it's somewhat fragmented now we want to integrate the parts um that's our file difference that come up differently and bring it together
0: to was what wow! As <laughs> you're hey. looking like wow. No, because I mean, it may
2: it makes sense. It, yes, it, a, it does. a lot made sense, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to, I need to connect with Janelle. It's it's interesting <laughs> how the body
0: works, and it's interesting that we learn something new yeah. every day. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that I brought on Janelle, and I mean listeners i don't know janelle i'm gonna stress the importance of networking i met janelle when was it last week or week before last at a jn masterclass last week jn masterclass series and i went on her instagram page and i'm like wow interesting (laughs) i need Mm -hmm. to connect with this young lady and i reached out to her and she was so open so janelle is a complete stranger First time talking to her. Well, I spoke to her in preparation for the podcast, and I'm really grateful. Like, wow, Janelle, you left us with a wealth of Listen, knowledge here. I need today. to. I need to Janelle, like, yes, cause, I
2: because I've encountered a lot of trauma in last year and the year leading up so like uh-huh. when she was saying it i'm like okay it's that's all what's making so- sense yeah, it's all making, it's sense. All making yeah. sense
0: no yeah. because janelle gave us a mouthful i can't pressure janelle to talk anymore so i'm gonna throw this one out to Roxanne <laughs> as we close what are some of the best ways to improve our mental well-being one of the things i'd say is
2: get a routine so one of the things COVID has done is just thrown us all over the place, disrupted our lives as we knew it. So in a lot of cases, we have to create new routines. Create that that provide, provides rather some sort of stability mm-hmm. for you. So create a new routine, whether it is that you're going to get up in the morning, do some gratitude journal, for persons inclined to pray and meditate. Whatever it is, you need a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I encourage persons to disconnect, to reconnect. So with social media... Like You're every- all my points, son <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. So with all the social media and the news and everything, I say disconnect mm-hmm. from it sometimes. Because even if you have not been directly impacted by COVID in the sense that you got COVID or a member Mm. of your family got COVID. You were not laid off from your job. Um, Constantly seeing these things things happening. happening, It takes uh, a toll on you. It takes a toll on you. Because I was doing a little reading about something called mirror mirror neurons where you constantly seeing something, your brain registers it as Mm -hmm. though it is personally happening to you. So sometimes you just really have to disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as possible, connect with people because it's easy. We, we're always talking about social distancing. We're not social distancing. We're, we're physical, physical distancing. distancing. Do, do not social distance. So Janelle mentioned that her dad has, her week,
0: has his weekly calls with his friends. My family does that. I may tell you sometimes <laughs> it can get a little bit more. Yeah, it can, it, can,
2: it can get a little <laughs> bit much. So you now have to temper yourself to know how much time you can realistically give in, mm-hmm. in those scenarios. But it is still important to be intentional in connecting during
0: this time so those are the three okay. Okay. i will share and before we close i will just share my few tips on how i have been keeping my mental health in check during the pandemic and authors my listeners you can try these few things as well unplug and disconnect i mean unplugging and disconnecting from people places and things well we have to unplug from places with a (laughs) curfew we have to just do what we have to do what is necessary now we in unplugging and disconnecting we have to be strategic about what we consume and what we channel our energies into Mm -hmm. so i have found myself doing a lot of unplugging and disconnecting You mentioned too, developing a routine. I too have a routine, well, long before COVID, but even now more than ever, where in the mornings, worship. I never start my day without worship. And then I do a little bit of exercise, have my breakfast, work, try to engage some sort of leisure, to indulge in some sort of leisure activity, and then rest, rest is important for me. Eat properly. I, can't, I mean that's self-explanatory. If you're not feed, if you're working hard and you're not feeding your body, feeding your mind, then I mean mm-hmm. you will you will run into difficulties. Limit your alcohol uh-huh. use. Janelle touched on that earlier, so I don't need to delve into that. <laughs> Minimize your screen time, as Roxanne said. I have been doing that too. Listen to some music and read. I tend to read a lot. Well, I read a lot and check in with your family and friends even the strong ones don't leave the strong yeah. ones out of it so as humans we were really designed to show emotion however if you find yourself in a space where you kind of lack emotions and lack feelings it may be the time to assess your mental health from experience i know that depression doesn't mean you have to be in a dark room crying endlessly Sometimes it's getting up, going through your normal routine, smiling and laughing through the day with your co workers, doing everything that you normally do. And then you come home and you sit quietly doing nothing until it's really time to go to bed and to repeat the cycle the next morning. Now, Janelle has a wealth of experience having pursued a Master of Science in Counseling Psychology from Walden University. And before we close, I just want Janelle to tell the listeners more about her business and how they can contact how they can contact you.
1: Okay, so I can be contacted at um, online at www.staybalance.info um, as well as via phone call at 676-364-1149. And on social media, well, Instagram, um, my handle
0: is at StayBalance2020. At StayBalance2020. So listeners, at you've Stay heard. Balance. Go again with the phone number, Janelle.
1: 876
0: Okay. And Roxanne want- now uses her knowledge and experiences to raise awareness about mental health as a mental health advocate particularly among young people. To this end, Roxanne produces a monthly mental health feature for her department, which is the Department of Communication Studies at NCU. And she uses her social media platforms to share mental health tips. Now, Roxanne, please tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you. Okay, so my phone number is
2: 876-561-6905. And my social media social media handle is Share Lady Roxanne. So but I'm currently in the process of creating something new. I'm creating a blog. So as soon as that information is out, I will share that, and you can perhaps share it on your social media okay, pages great. as well. Great.
0: All right. So any any parting words from you, ladies?
1: Yes, I have something I shared with all the persons I've worked with up until now, since the pandemic started up until now as it relates to mental health and coping online. And the same of course I'm not sure who wrote it. Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, it's about learning to dance it's in the rain. And it's our perspective on our current times, what we're in, what we're facing, and learning to dance in this rain of COVID 19. Um, because, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's here to stay, it's not going anywhere. We have to learn how to dance in the rain and stop dancing.
0: Great, thank, so thank I you. I like you all. Thank you, General Roxanne. Anything from okay.
2: you? The one thing I'd say is one more day. So sometimes when you are encountering different challenges or you feel down, sad, depressed, anxious even and are possibly thinking of giving up, just give it one more day because you never know where you will be a month from now, two months from now, three months. But if you give up today, you'll never get there. So every time every day comes, give it
0: one more more day. day. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing. I'm sure my listeners have been left informed. This has been episode four of Lady Sharms Alive. We were joined by Janelle Reed and Roxanne White, who spoke to us briefly on keeping our mental health in check during COVID-19. And as I close, I want to leave you with this quote from Fred Rogers. It states, "Anything that sh- anything that's human is mentionable and anything that is mentionable can be more manageable when we talk about our feelings they become less overwhelming less upsetting and less scary do you or someone you know have a story to share contact lady charms live via email at charm underscore at live.com or instagram at lady charms live underscore podcast until when next we meet i implore you to be kind do good and spread love thank you